They abandoned their nets. Maybe as you listen to the gospel proclaimed this evening, you ask yourself, wait, didn't we already hear the calling of Andrew and Simon? Was in that last week? Right, then if so, why are there two very contradictory, different accounts of the calling of Simon and Andrew? Or maybe you're asking, is it really true? Did they really immediately drop their nets and follow Jesus? I mean, let's talk about real life for a second. No one, right, sitting there in their daily work is approached by someone who says, follow me, and then immediately, like in a movie scene, right, the scene slows down, the camera zooms in on the one who's called, there's a perfect sunset in the background, the epic music begins, right, and the venture starts. So what's happening? What's going on between last week and this week? Well, what's happening is that we're getting two interactions, two different interactions between the disciples and Jesus. So a little update with what's going on. Let's recall from last week, <clears throat> Andrew and that unnamed disciple, most likely John, the author of the gospel we heard from, are standing with John the Baptist, right? They were his disciples. And as Jesus passed by, right, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, and they begin to follow him. And as we read Mark's gospel today, where is John the Baptist? He's arrested, right? He's been put in prison. And so that kind of clues us in that there's been some time that's passed between the account that we heard last week and the one we hear this evening. Why is this so important? Because... With John the Baptist being arrested, what do the disciples do? They go back to work. They go back to their day job. You see, they were following John the Baptist. They had this hope that the Messiah was going to come, and the time of fulfillment was here, and then he gets arrested. So much for the hope. They go back to their daily work. Now, with that in mind, I think, maybe we can imagine this gospel as in a movie now. Right, these men who were searching, who were seeking, who were pursuing the possibility that it was the time of fulfillment, the Messiah was here, their hopes are shattered, and they're back at work. And this mysterious man, a man they've met before, with whom they stayed, with whom they remained, with whom they abided, not too long ago, shows up in their hometown approaches them and says, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. You see, the original encounter between them and the Lord, see, that was like the preparation for the call that we hear today. Staying with Jesus, remaining with Jesus, abiding with Jesus, encountering Jesus. This is why they gave up everything this is why today they immediately drop their nets. They know this man. They've been with him. And upon hearing the call, they follow him. At first, as we heard last week, they were, they were searching, right? They were seeking. They were pursuing. That's why Jesus turned to them and said, what are you seeking? What are you looking for? 
You see, they sought after, they pursued an ideal. They pursued a reality, a vision, a prophecy, a hope. But what they found was a person. I left one detail out, though, that really makes this gospel come alive, I think. You see, the episode last week occurs in Bethany. And Bethany was in Judah. Judah was the southern part of Israel. The account we hear today happens in Galilee. Galilee was in the northern part of Israel. You may be asking, why is that so important? Because our loving Lord traveled miles upon miles upon miles. He traveled a long distance to pursue the disciples who had remained with him. You see, he sought after them now. He was searching for them. He was seeking them to call them to himself. You see, he's the good shepherd that seeks the lost sheep. He's the one that goes after them. It's not just them pursuing him. And he's the one that goes after these men who are just mere fishermen, but whom he desires to form, to teach, and to literally change the world with. And so we're invited to consider, my brothers and sisters, that Jesus seeks you, and Jesus pursues you and me. And he will go as far as it takes to look into your heart and say to you, come after me. Follow me. And my brothers and sisters, we too are the lost sheep whom the good shepherd goes after, whom the good shepherd seeks out so as to form, so as to teach, and to change the world with. And your world, my brothers and sisters, is first yourself. And to that he says, repent and believe in the gospel. And your world is your family, your friends, your neighbors. And see, he's pursuing you every day so he can form you, teach you, and let you change the world by his grace. In the psalm, just moments ago, we prayed together these words. Teach me your ways, O Lord. And this is good prayer, my brothers and sisters. You see, last week, Jesus made the invitation to you and to me. Come and see. Come and see. And that invitation is open every day. And he says it to you. He says it to me every day. Come and see. And when we go and see the Lord, when we are with the Lord, maybe it's just two minutes A great prayer is to say in the psalm, teach me your ways, Lord. And to continue as it says, your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior. And so I ask you, and the scriptures ask you, from what or from whom are you learning about life? To whom or to what are you looking for guidance? Is it Oprah and Dr. Phil? Is it Grey's Anatomy? Is it Fox News or CNN? 
Or is it the gospel according to Mark? The gospel according to Matthew, Luke, and John? Where Jesus is consistently teaching us by his words and by his actions. To whom are you turning? This week, the scriptures invite us to look into our hearts too, to look into our lives and see exactly, my brothers and sisters, where we're casting our nets. Where we're casting our hearts looking for vain pursuits. Where we're casting our hearts to try to find things that will fulfill us. To casting our hearts to things that are not in accord with Jesus' commands, his teachings, his mission. And upon hearing that Jesus called to you and to me, to come follow me, we abandon those nets. And the invitation also, maybe it's the nets of your hearts that are so tangled, so torn, so broken, and you're slaving away at trying to mend them. You're working so hard to mend your nets. And the Lord comes to you and he's saying, follow me. Let me mend your heart. Let me mend that broken relationship. Let me mend what's hurting, what's torn. Let me. And then hearing the invitation, we abandon our nets. Jesus traveled a long distance with a cross on his shoulders. He traveled a far distance to prove his love for you and for me. And my brother says, he will go as far as it takes to reach your heart. Don't think you're out of his way. Don't think you're too far. Because he will go wherever you are. And he's going to go to you. He's going to say, come, follow me. And when he makes that invitation to you. When Jesus looks to you and says, come follow me, abandon your hearts to him.